good morning, you weekend warriors. Happy Saturday, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Today's again one of those fun Saturday episodes where we do our devotional, and then we get into some fun Q and A. Uh, we actually asked the the people who followed the Messy Masterpiece Podcast Instagram what was a good topic for today's long form episode, mm-hmm. and honestly, there were way too many good topics. Yeah, for like sure. I just went through them again and. Things from how to deal with with the enemy and praying against them to feeling like a failure to relationship questions to how to feel connected to God. I mean, there's so many good topics. And so I think what Tori and I are going to do is we're going to do our devotional. Then we're just going to pick several of the questions and just work through them. Yeah. And then we're going to have the extended portion uploaded to our uh, patrons on Patreon. So there's going to be a link in the bio if you want to check that out. If you're liking uh, the questions you want more, that's where you can get more. But we're going to go ahead and jump on into it. Perfect. Let's do it. So today's devotional is titled Words of Everlasting Impact. And it's in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. It says, And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, I will give you the best words to speak. I know you long to say the right things to those who are listening, but there's so much more to conversation than well-crafted words. It isn't your eloquent speech that will make others listen to you. It is my words on your tongue that will set you apart and encourage others. When my words are spoken, they are music to the soul. Don't worry about what you're not. Instead, purpose yourself to walk in my confidence, knowing that you are my ambassador of love and hope. As long as your heart stays connected to mine, Your mouth will be my instrument. Love your heavenly father. The reflection says, Our well-crafted words may make others think highly of us, but they do not have the power to draw anyone to God. When we speak with human wisdom, we forfeit the privilege and the power of the Holy Spirit speaking through us. Ask Christ to speak through you, and he will fill your mouth with words that will have an everlasting impact. The treasure of truth says, God's word spoken through us brings everlasting change to those who listen. This message is something that has been on my heart for years. Yeah. Whenever I was modeling a ton and I was, I felt like I was just, just like this Christian behind enemy lines where right. I was invited into rooms and to on set and different parties or whatever that other Christians aren't invited to. And so I kind of put that mantle on that I need to do a good job of sharing God's word whenever the chance arises. And right. then about a year went on and I'm like, man, I'm doing a terrible job of this. <laughs> Like, I just don't feel like I've encouraged anybody. I don't feel like I've witnessed anybody. I don't feel, you know, I just, I feel like nothing good has happened from all this. And Mm. I was studying apologetics and I was looking for opportunities and I stumbled across what's probably a top five favorite verse for me in Isaiah. Mm -hmm. It's Isaiah 55, 11. And the scripture picks up, by the way, if, if you're reading your Bible right now, if you, if you're like, if you're, if you have your Bible near you, mm-hmm. we definitely encourage you to open up Isaiah, specifically chapter 55. Yeah. The whole chapter is just amazing. But 
uh, that verse I'm speaking of picks up and says, and so it is the same with my word. I send it out and it never returns to me in empty handed. Right. It always accomplishes what I've sent it for. Right. Right. And it just took the pressure off of me mm-hmm. where I didn't have to form these really crafty words. I, the right. Holy spirit works inside that person's heart where mm-hmm. I think of Jonah mm-hmm. whenever Jonah was so, uh, not wanting to go help the Ninevites. Mm-hmm. He was just, you know, he was just not about it. Right. right. And then basically he ran from God and God's will. He jumped off the boat, got swallowed up by the whale for like several days. Mm-hmm. Then he gets spit up and put on shore. And the only thing he says when he gets on shore is repent. Right. Right. And the whole, the whole town got like saved and repented. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about that is, is that they saw what happened in his life. They saw how crazy he looked. And because he said that, you know, the, the, the spirit was what moved. He didn't totally. have to give this long spiel about why they should do that. It was right. just, it was God's work that led them to repentance. Right. I even think about the woman at the well mm-hmm. when she met Jesus and then she went back into town. And the thing that she said was, I met the man who told me everything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, wait, what are you even talking about? You know, mm-hmm. but she had such joy and such passion because she had an encounter with Jesus and her words were not eloquent. It wasn't this fancy speech or anything. And yet she touched so many people in that town. And, you know, Jesus, that was part of his plan was to um, have this woman go into town and be impacted by him so that she could impact you know, with his power, you know, all these people. And I just think it's such a cool message because I think so many times we take ourselves out of the game, right? We like look at all the things that we're not instead of all the things that God is Mm -hmm. and the power of God just using us as his vessels um, will allow us to do so much more for the kingdom. Um, But I think we just disqualify ourselves way too often. Yeah. It's either we overqualify ourselves or we disqualify ourselves. And yeah, both of those are wrong because we're not right. focusing on God. Right. And one thing that was just kind of on my heart before we start to move into the next part of this uh, podcast is that I want to encourage you all to pray. Um, I I know that sometimes it can be scary to pray because we don't always have the right words mm-hmm. and we almost feel tempted to pray in this super uh, formula style prayer mm-hmm. Um where it's fancy and there's big words and we're telling right. stories and reciting scripture. And like, there's a time and place for that. Sure. But like, I encourage you just to pray to God. Like you would talk to a friend or talk to totally. your dad or, yeah. you know, of course. Raw. Um, and because being able to do that is so powerful. It says in scripture that, um, even whenever you don't have words to pray, the Holy spirit prays on your behalf, basically because the groans on your heart right so even the groans of pain and suffering that you're going through the spirit prays in your behalf and so it's just it's so nice to take the pressure off off of us off of ourselves to perform for god totally when god's like i've set you free from performance right you're already loved as you are now you don't have to have special words so good it's like you don't need it even when you're talking to him Mm -hmm. let alone when you're talking to people in the world and so anyways And too, I feel like your actions speak so much louder than words anyway. You know, the way you love people, the Mm -hmm. way you live your life. Like remember that people are looking at what you do and what our prayer should always be is what we do and how we live is a reflection of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, and it also like takes pressure off of what we're saying in terms of 
you know, having lofty speech. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get into talking about some other topics that you guys submitted on Instagram. uh, And then we're going to pray at the very end. So we hope that you guys like some of these topics. Perfect. Well, the first topic slash question is from our friend Lexi. Uh, She asked how to deal with procrastination and multi-passionate projects. I'm not sure about the second part, the multi-passionate projects, but the first part, something there's, there's like three things I look at whenever I'm struggling with procrastination. Um, one of the first things is, is why am I not doing this? Mm-hmm. And am I not doing it because I'm not truly passionate about it? You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like if someone asked me to solve this chemistry science thing, I'm, I'm just not interested. Right. It, n- no, no shade to people who are, I'm just not. And so I typically am hesitant to do things I'm not passionate about. Right. The second thing is, is the enemy actively working against me to try to keep me from something God wants for me? Right. Yeah. So I, then I move to prayer in that capacity. And then the third thing is I, I just look at my own habits mm-hmm. where are, are the habits I've set up in my life? Are, are they positioned in a way where I'm set to do well in something I want to do? Right. And if they're not, then I need to change those habits mm-hmm. because obviously it's just like, we can spend all day, every day distracting ourselves mm-hmm. uh, with social media or TV or just hanging out or whatever it may be. And so we need to make sure we're building habits that are set to encourage us into the things that God's called us to go into. Yeah. I feel like all three of those things were like low key convicting in some capacity in mm-hmm. my life. I feel like the first one that you said the um, how did you word it? You said procrastinating because I'm not passionate about it because you're not passionate about it I mean I've been in that state for so many different projects in my Mm -hmm. life but then the second one um and this is going to sound like a patreon plug and it's it's not but I like knew that project was on my heart because of Jesus and so going about that there was literally no procrastination and it was just Mm -hmm. like so filled with joy because I knew that it was Jesus and I knew that there was going to be fruit from it in terms of like the community aspect of it Mm -hmm. and so all of it was exciting um and then the other one in terms of procrastination I was convicted because I am procrastinating writing this book and I know that's like from the enemy because I know that God wants me to write it, but I'm finding all these excuses not to. And yeah. so convicting, babe. Convicting. Yeah, so I, I think making sure that the things you're pursuing are things that God has put on your heart. Yeah. And then I also think to pray the enemy away. And then I also think that positioning yourself in a in a like a tangible position to find success. Yeah. Where obviously if you're wanting to um, if, if there's something you're trying to accomplish is better health, mm-hmm. obviously building a habit of going to the gym, eating healthy and sleeping well are the three things you need to do. Right. And if you're not doing those three things, then you're likely not going to achieve the goal. Right. So that's good. Good job, babe. Love it. So the next question we have is from Julie. Um, hers was how to be happy with what you have in the moment. And I choose, I chose this one because there's a lot of questions in regards to contentment or mm-hmm. joy in the waiting and, and all of that. And so I figured we would just touch on contentment for a little bit because, uh, to be honest, this is something that Chad and I are like kind of walking through right now as we feel like we're in this transitional season of living in a transition home as we wait for our home to be built and we're kind of feeling like we're in a transitional season of waiting to get pregnant and just like a lot of things. And so I feel like we've had to be really intentional 
about finding joy in the now, finding joy in what we're doing right now. Um, And something that's been really helpful, at least for me, is remembering how God is showing up right now in this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when we list out all the things we're grateful for in the here and now, it's so helpful, y'all, because life it's, it's so quick and it's so fast moving. The fact that May is coming so soon is truly shocking. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. And honestly, it's just like we're not promised tomorrow. And so what a waste of the gift that God's given us of today mm-hmm. if we're not embracing and if we're not joyful for it, if we're not grateful for the air in our lungs. You know, mm-hmm. some people aren't so fortunate. And yeah. so, I don't know, like just a state of gratitude is really helpful. Yeah. I think that whenever I hear that question and first off, I just want to sit with you in that and let you know that you're not alone. Yeah. We struggle with this daily. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I'm going to say to you, don't receive it as me preaching at you. This is what I tell myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the big thing I tell myself is like, okay, if, if I'm struggling with feeling content, well, why do I not feel content? Okay. It's because I don't have things that I wish I had. Now, why do I feel like I deserve the things that I ha- that that I don't have? And I start I start working back from there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I start thinking to myself, well, what makes me think I deserve all these things and why do I think that they're the solution to my happiness? Right. If God actively tells me the opposite of that, right? right then 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 why am I believing this lie? And mm-hmm. from there I work through the system of okay, this is why I'm struggling with that. And these are my triggers, right? It can be watching people get what you want on social media. It can be um, any number of things that can lead you to coveting what either someone else has or something that you wish you had, right? And so I start removing those things from my life because just like what it says in scripture, whenever I think it was Nehemiah it was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. they had a hammer in one hand, building up the walls and a sword in the other hand, attacking uh, the people that were trying to stop them. Right. So on one hand, you need to be building your, um, your like, I guess, uh, your, your wisdom to know that you're not going to be better with these things, mm-hmm. right? To, you are perfect with Christ Jesus. Yeah. And then the other hand, you need a sword, which is defending you from the things that could trigger you to feel discontent. Because to be honest with you, a lot of the way that the world is structured right now is to get you to buy, right? Yeah. Everything is everything's trying to get you to buy it. Buy that boat, buy that house, choose this fancy school for your children, go go shop again for new clothes because you don't wear your other ones. You know, go to this sporting event, go to this concert. It's all about consumerism. Right. And you know, and I like the market. I like that people are doing fun things, but if you ever feel like you're less than because you're not able to participate in something, then that's that's a red flag because that's an idol. And so I, I think what Tori said was really great in terms of um, just realizing that um, it's it's your heart of gratitude and realizing the fact that you have air in your lungs is a great place to start and yeah. that we that we aren't entitled to any of the stuff and that anything that God adds to us is a blessing and it's mm-hmm. but it's not gonna make us more than who we are in Christ. Yeah. So that's good. The next question that we have is. How to overcome slash combat anxiety. Hmm. That's a good one. I think, you know, I, I this one requires probably a whole podcast. Yeah. So I think we need to table that. But I'll give just one little thing. Because I think Tori's only had a, maybe a few spouts of 
anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like this year or late last year. I can't remember. Yeah. It's definitely been um, in recent times. Yeah. But for me <laughs> in anxiety, we're like friends, you know, yeah. we're, we're such close friends that I know what anxiety feels like and I know when it's coming and mm-hmm. I, and I know what to do because of it. And so I think that my quick little piece of advice would be to take your thoughts captive yeah. and to know where they're coming from and why they're there and then how to deal with them. Yeah. For this is a weird analogy, but imagine you have a ton of different types of friends. You have sports friends, uh, like gamer friends, fashion friends, um, school friends, family friends, you know, uh, childhood friends. You have all these different types of friends and you're having a party and they're all invited, mm-hmm. right? You know, you naturally want everyone to connect, but not everyone does. Right. People are different. Yeah. And so you're going to do your best to connect different people with who's going to kind of get along mm-hmm. and who won't get along. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, so you're going to avoid who's not going to get along. Yeah. And so, but it's because you know people's personalities and you know to kind of where they can fit. And that doesn't mean that, of course, people can't be friends from different backgrounds. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm using that as a metaphor to think about the thoughts that you have. You have happy thoughts. You have negative thoughts. You have anxious thoughts. You have mad thoughts. You have all these different types of thoughts. And knowing how to work them inside the room, which is AKA your mind, Mm -hmm. knowing how to work them in and out of your brain to not allow one certain type of thought to dominate the room, which is again, your brain. And so for me, I take those thoughts captive Mm -hmm. and I put them in the place where they belong. That's not to say I completely eliminate my anxious thoughts, but I know where they're coming from. I know where they're going to try to take me. And so if I see conflict happening between my thoughts, I break them up Mm -hmm. just like I would break up friends who are about to fight and I put them in separate areas and I, and I, I take it captive and I I work through it. Is that, is that a weird analogy? No, I have another one that we were just talking to with friends that were over the other night. And I don't know where I heard this. This is not my own analogy, but um, whoever was saying it was saying that there's this river and for so long she would just go down the river of her thoughts no matter where it was leading, but she would have all these thoughts and they'd be rushing in and she's going wherever they're going to lead her. And one day it just hit her in the word of God that, oh, wow, I have a choice. I don't actually have to stay in the river. And she said, in my mind, I got out of the river and I looked at the river and it wasn't that the thoughts didn't come, but I took myself out of them Mm, and I let them rush by. And I said, oh, I actually don't, I don't have to go down that river today. I can acknowledge that that thought came in, but I don't have to follow the rushing waters that it's going to take me down. Amen to that. I thought that was good. So I think we got time for one more before we move on to the extended Patreon episode. So let's pick a good one. Alrighty. I like this one. It says how to stay connected to God when you feel there is no time in the day. Hmm. You want me to take this one? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just clean it up at the end. (laughs) Not like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) If people pray together, it's like, I'm going to like, like I used to pray with my old mentor and I would pray, then he would clean up all the other stuff that I didn't say. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So what I was thinking is actually something that um, I asked for prayer from one of our subscribers, Cassie, the other day. She always asked me what um, she can be praying for. And I said, you know what? Something I really need prayer for is in this season of quote unquote busyness. Like there's a lot going on in our lives. I need more stillness with, with God. I need more just like time alone with Jesus. That's like super intentional and it's just me and him. And, um, and I feel like I haven't had enough of that lately. It's not that I haven't had it, 
but I haven't felt like there's been enough space for it. And for me, that's how I operate the best. Like I need that time with Jesus. Like I need water. Um, and so anyways, I think that it all comes down to like what's important to you and what's important to you, you will prioritize and the things that you prioritize, you will make time for. And I also believe that the more time you spend with God, the more you crave the presence of God. Cause I think that in times when I like just wasn't really spending time with God, it was so much easier to just go day by day and not really make that time a priority. But the more I prioritized time with Jesus and the more um, I just realized how sweet those moments were and how refreshing those moments were. And I never walk away from time with Jesus alone and regret Mm -hmm. taking that time out of my day to do that. Like I'm always so thankful that I do it, but there is a real enemy at work. And if he can't get you to sin, let me tell you, he's going to try to distract you. He's going to try to make you busy. He's going to try to deter you in all these different directions, even with good things. Like the enemy does not want you in the presence of God. That is terrifying to him. That's literally the last thing that he wants. And so you just have to remember that every time you step into the presence of God, the enemy is shaking in his boots because he knows that that place is powerful. Like the fact that we have access to the throne room of God is such a powerful thought. And sometimes I um, just like to sit in that, the fact that we actually have access to the throne room of God, that we actually get to be in relationship with the King of heaven's armies. And it's like sometimes having that thought of like, wow, what an honor, what a privilege that I get to do this. Not, oh, I need to make time for that and it's a burden in my life. No, like what an honor, what a privilege um, that it's something I need to prioritize. Absolutely. I um, I guess just my little thing on it, and I don't want this to come across like blunt or anything, but it's almost like a, a cold, hard truth, mm-hmm. right? Which is that if we don't have time for God, um, you know, the creator of heavens and earth, right? who came down from a seat at the throne mm-hmm. to die for us, to, to pay for our sins. And you know, what do we have time for? Right. I mean, we have time to get on our phone. Right. We don't have time for God. Right. And one of my pastors really challenged me one time in New York where he's like, he's like, Chad, if I treated my wife the way I treat God, my wife would not know that I love her. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying, he was like, I need to make sure that God knows I love him with right. how much I talk to him and check in and stuff like that. And so yeah. we should seek to do that. I mean, and, and kind of what Tori was saying is honestly, everything gets better when you spend time with God. Oh, and 100%. so I think sometimes we're in this place where we think it's, oh, it's going to take up too much time it, and it may, but your time is going to be so blessed that we've mm-hmm. never regretted spending more time with God. Right. But I have regretted spending more time on social media totally, and more time just chit-chatting or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of chit-chatting, we're going to answer some more questions over on our Patreon, but we wanted to pray out with you all, mm-hmm. and we hope that you enjoyed this kind of random Q&A yeah. thing. Do you want to <laughs> pray, baby? Yes, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're so good, God, that you um, are above all other things. Lord, I pray that we recognize that today, Lord, that if we have any type of blind spots, God, in our lives, that you would make those vividly clear. Lord, we want to see you. We want to feel you. We want to hear you. We don't want to get intimidated by the thought of our words meaning so much in the way we say them, God, but we want to rest in peace knowing that your Holy Spirit is the one that speaks through us and that we can love because you first loved us. God, so I pray that as we go out um, into the world that we would shine brightly, 
that people would know that we are different because we have you living inside of us. God, the world is so dark um, and so crazy and so confusing um, and the attacks of the enemy are so real, but God, you are bigger than it all. And we can come to you. You are steadfast. You are secure. We can hold on to you. We can lean on you. God, I just pray that you put your favor, um, that it would just be like dripping off your children, Lord, that um, as they walk into their day, as they walk into rooms with friends and family, God, that they would bring your Holy Spirit with them and that they would be atmosphere shifters, that when they walk into a room, the temperature of the room changes, that it's filled with joy and thanksgiving and peace, Lord, and those things are only found in you, Lord. And so we just pray against any attack of the enemy, God, that we uh, will walk as children of the light. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.